It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 303 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Lamb. Today is April 16, 2021, and this is Jen. I'm going to very briefly start out with my week in gaming. I haven't been doing much because it turns out I have a sinus infection. So I'm going to have to really slow down on my work. Not this podcast, but like, you know, the day job kind of stuff for a while and get better. And that should give me plenty of time to catch up in Diablo 3. But in short... Still playing a necromancer, have died a few times because I moved the difficulty up higher than my necromancer could handle, and that didn't work so good. And I've just started putting up videos of my gameplay on bookofgen.net that uh, are just the early stuff that I did when the season was new or new-ish. I never, I never play on the first day of a season. I feel like I'm going to get lagged to hell and back, you know, and uh, I just avoid it. So I'm a little bit behind because of those reasons. I'm still playing. I think the last thing I did was start working on bounties for Chapter 3. I finished Chapter 1. Chapter 2 is almost done. Chapter 3 is about halfway done, and I think I might actually make some progress now that I'm sick and really can't focus on work too much. So there's my week in gaming. Hope yours was more productive and more fun than mine. So this episode is called Lamb because the Diablo account on Twitter did something ridiculous and I thought it was really fun. They posted a tweet that says, Foolish mortals, your doom is upon thee. And there's a picture here from somewhere in Diablo 3 from the background and at the top it says lamb and it has that whole like scroll with the red health bar on it and under that it says rift guardian under that it says the shadows gather and a new evil walks the earth and there is lamb a little boy holding a shield and possibly a sword or maybe it's a stick like ready to kill you this is the rift guardian and it provokes some really funny comments underneath that tweet so if you i'll put it like usual i will put everything into the show notes so you can find it easily at shatteredsoulstone.com and i just thought this was hysterically funny because for those of you that don't know and i think most of you probably know if you're listening to the show but if you're new to diablo 3 Lamb is essentially a pet, which, yes, this is weird because it's a little boy and having a little boy count as a pet in game is all kinds of awkward. But you can get lamb from a Menagerus goblin. It's one of the random pets that they drop. There's a set number of them, and when you get all of them, then, well, you have them all and can't get any more from a Menagerus goblin. But I got this one a while back, and I don't think I've actually brought lamb with on adventures through sanctuary because again like it's a little boy and it feels weird to bring a kid into battles with demons and stuff and i have no idea if this is a reference to something completely outside of diablo or blizzard games but 
it just cracked me up to see that you know the new rift guardian is lamb and <laughs> i just thought it was funny but yeah if you if you find this as amusing as i do uh read the comments uh left by people in response to this because the diablo account has been responding and i just got to say that whoever's running the at diablo account on twitter is amazing. I don't know if it's one person or a group of people participating, but it really feels like, you know, Diablo himself is taunting you every time they post something on there. And it's it's so much fun to see what's what they're going to post and how they're going to respond. So I love that. So yeah, today's episode is called Lamb. Now, if we want to go into other artwork going on as a, you know, this is a community podcast and I like to highlight things from the Diablo community. There is a person on Twitter. I can't pronounce their name. They do art for commission, but their commissions are closed right now. It's at DuskBladeX. And they drew this amazing drawing of Diablo. And it kind of looks like... I mean, it looks really good, but it kind of looks like a cross between sort of a bulked up Diablo and also like the original one with the spikes coming out of them and things like that. And it's just fantastic. So it's the Lord of Terror and it's a newish kind of design. Like it's a mix of some of the other Diablo designs that we've seen in game, out of game, that kind of stuff. And it's cool. So I figured I'd point that one out again. You'll see it in the show notes, but it's really good. Like... It's just this bulking, huge Diablo creature, and it's it's wonderful, so definitely check that out. Also, with cool art, the Diablo Immortal account has been posting art in their Twitter, and it's usually on one of the monsters you can encounter in the game. And this one was about uh, the Risen Dead so, as usual, it's sort of a charcoal sketch type drawing with a tan background like you see in a lot of the Diablo art, especially if it's from, like, Book of Cain or trying to mimic that sort of thing. And it's got, you know, some zombies standing there that just sort of, you know, look really awful and it's a crowd of them coming for you and then it disappears, like, the pattern that they're using for all of the monsters that they choose to highlight and I think it's really cool. <laughs> it's just, it's zombies. Like, I love fighting zombies in video games. So I, I thought it was neat. And then there's one, again, from the Diablo account. And this has to do with Season 23 and how you can equip all your followers and things like that. So this one is from the viewpoint of the Enchantress. I don't know if they've done all three of the followers, but this one's about the Enchantress. And it says, Enchantress here, how are you using all the new follower skills in Season 23? I can use my new temporal orb to slow down time and give you a few more minutes to answer. And then there's a little video, it's like 25 seconds roughly, where that skill is being highlighted. It looks like it sort of freezes the monsters, but then it gives you more time to like kill them. So that's kind of neat. I wasn't aware that that was something that the Enchantress could do in season 23. I started this season using the Templar because he could heal and you know, I was just starting out with the Necromancer and they're kind of squishy for a little while. And after that, I realized that I can heal myself with some of those skills where you just sort of drain blood out of the enemies. So I started using the Scoundrel who I usually leave in you know town because if you play a female character, the scoundrel wants to hit on them and it's kind of icky, but I'm playing a male necromancer, so it's fine. I actually haven't gotten around to even trying out the Enchantress yet, but now I think this might be really fun if I can get her to use that skill and you know all that. So if you have been 
Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you're, it's obviously the uh, followers or if you're doing solo play, you probably have a favorite that you like to use for various reasons. But I'm kind of enjoying just sort of switching around with the followers to see what they can do this season since they're all like, you know, geared up and have like, you know, armor and stuff like that now and different special skills that you can use. And I did craft the, I want to say the Sages set. I think it's the Sages set. And it's one that emanates, which means if you put it on your follower, you get the skills coming from that as well. I think it's the one that gives you extra death's breaths. So it's just, I don't know, it's like opening up a whole new world of what followers can do. And I would love to see it continue in the main game after the season's over, but that never happens. So moving on, Kotaku has this article written by Nathan Grayson. And it's called Why Video Game Loot is So Addictive According to the Creators of Diablo. It's an interview with David Brevik and Eric Schaefer, two of the principal designers of Diablo and Diablo 2. And they started asking them all kinds of questions. There's an MP3 you can listen to of this. And then the actual interview is written out as well if you prefer reading it or if you... uh, cannot if you're deaf and you'd rather read it instead of you know have something playing that you can't really access so good for them for providing accessibility um so basically yeah they started asking questions about stuff and there's uh, a point in there where they started talking about how they got the idea to present loot with different colors and that you know, I think as you're skimming through this, I think the idea was that maybe this is where that got started was with the different colors. And I'm not going to read out that portion of the rather long and entertaining interview so that you'll go check it out for yourself if you want to. And it's just kind of neat. I mean, I never really thought about before why loot in video games has different colors attached to it. But I mean, you know, you go and you pick up the loot, but like if you're playing D3 or any of the other Diablo games, I suppose. You know, you look at the loot, you see the color, you decide if that's something worth picking up, and you move on. It, it just never occurred to me how, you know, the world of video games got this system of loot. You can tell at a glance if that's something you want, as opposed to having to pick it up and decide after that. And I guess it goes back to Diablo 1. So that's kind of neat. I'll leave you that interview. Again, everything will be linked in the show notes. Pure Diablo wrote out final thoughts on the Diablo 2 Resurrected Alpha. This was written by Rush on April 14, which is a couple of days ago. And so they, they've got their thoughts about it, basically. There's some really neat screenshots in here of the game. I'm sure there's a whole lot of descriptions on... There's like videos showing you the environments between the uh, original game and the, uh, the Resurrected game. And... The graphics and such like that. There's just, it's a lot of information. There's quality of life changes they found that they found were interesting. Um, auto gold pickup, they liked that because uh, you can, you need to get quite close to the dropped pile of gold for the auto pickup to kick in. So there's that. Um, I think it's something you can switch on and off if you want it because it's my understanding that d2 originally did not have auto gold pickups so you'd have to like run over and stand on it to pick it up but now you can you still have to run over to it but maybe it's a little quicker they seem to like that the zoom in they liked the zoom in feature where you can get a better look at the environment and the characters there's a shared stash thing that they seem to like as well i'm not sure how it's shared because i didn't get into the 
technical alpha because I'm on a Mac, so that's the reason. And I hadn't played D2, so... But these are some things they liked. There's some other stuff in here that they happen to like as well. They found some bugs. Um, they've got their final thoughts in there. It's worth checking out. It's pretty detailed. And this is, if I'm understanding correctly, this is a group of people that have been writing about Diablo games since early on. So that's pretty neat. You might want to look at that. And I'm back to the Diablo account on Twitter. So this is the thing. They highlighted the art of the Amazon in this one. And this is from April 14. Diablo wrote, A true threat to demonkind, the Amazon presents a formidable challenge. The Dark Lord is ready for the fight. And it's got a sketch of the Amazon. And she's, you know, holding a big spear. And she's got these, like, boots and these, like, leather wraps across her legs. And just enough armor, maybe, you know. Got some shoulder pieces and stuff like that. And then next to her is the D2 version of the Amazon, and it's real pixelated, but you can still see, like, I thought it was like a Centurion helmet, but I guess if you look at the sketch, it's meant to be like a ponytail. And the red armor, you know, carried over in the boots, and there's some, you can, if you look really close, you can see, like, the little leather leg strap thingies going on. I don't see a spear in this one's hand for some reason. And then the third one is the remastered version of the Amazon. And now she's got some actual armor, which is really cool. And you could definitely see that she's got like a ponytail going on. It's red, just like the, you know, red has been through the other versions or iterations of the character. She's definitely holding a spear and a shield. The boots look um, a little more tapered to actually fit her and there are some leather straps on her legs but most of her is actually covered so she won't you know immediately get get hit by i don't know skeleton archers shooting at her or something and it looks really cool so it's just like a comparison like this is the concept art this is what it was in d2 here's where we're at with d2 remastered and i think it's kind of cool for comparison's sake because if anything um, you can look at it and just see the huge difference between the pixelated version and the one that you get in the remastered version. And, you know, that's always nice, right? And some people think it was, they like it. They think it's very cool. But then there's all these, like, mean people that insist that when they were younger, and I'm summarizing because I don't want to pick out individual tweeters and start a hate mob or anything like that. But some of them are upset about the remake in, in the D2 remastered of the Amazon, they don't think she's pretty enough, which is disturbing. This is a warrior. They don't have to be pretty. You know, if she were a Marine, would you expect her to be like pretty? You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's some women who are Marines who are pretty, but I wouldn't expect that to be the thing you seek out in a warrior or, you know, someone in the military. I mean, you know, it's weird. It's weird to think about. But what it seems to come back to as I went through this thread of people, there are a lot of people that do like the the new version and they're like, wow, she looks like she's seen some things. That's cool. You know, that kind of stuff. But some of them are people who appear to have played, and a lot of them appear to be men, uh, that have played D2 when they were teenagers or when they were younger, uh, however long ago that happened to be for them. And they had decided that that pixelated version of the Amazon made them assume that this character was a very pretty, young, fresh woman just starting out in battle, and they want that to be the Amazon in the resurrected version. 
what we have here is Diablo's account uh, showing you, you know, the iterations. Because I think art iteration in video games is fascinating. I have an art ed background. And so this kind of stuff is really neat to me to go from, oh, wow, this is what the original sketch was. Here's how it looked then with the capabilities of video gaming at the time with all this pixelated stuff. And what they have now, which is amazing compared to the pixelation. That's my view on it. And I think it, you know... If you're going to have someone that's, like, throwing spears and getting into battle, they should have a decent amount of armor. I mean, it makes sense, right? You know? So, it's kind of troubling to see all these guys that are like, no, I want a pretty little Amazon that I used to fantasize about when I played D2 with all the pixels. And it's annoying. You don't see this happen when it's like a male character, you know what I mean? Like when any of the male characters in Diablo 3, nobody has said, oh, they're not pretty enough or, you know, this sort of thing. I mean, it's just, it's disturbing. We've got like misogynists in our group that, you know, I mean, like, like, okay, I'm non-binary. I've been playing male or female characters on a whim whenever I choose because it's you know it's fine. Like, which class do I want to play? Cool. Which voice actor do I want to listen to this time? That one. Okay, we're good to go. But, like, the attitude one has to have in order to tweet, or tweet a comment to an official Diablo account criticizing the art and, the art and the stylizations of the... Amazon in the resurrected game because you don't think she's pretty enough is disturbing. I mean, like, why are you playing Diablo? Is it really because you like the pretty characters and you think this one's not pretty enough? It's it's kind of disturbing. There's a lot of people that are saying that this character looks like a man, which I don't see that at all. I think this person looks like a hardened warrior that can go and kill some demons. You know, what else do you need? So don't be that guy. I know most of you listening are not that guy, even if, you know, no matter what your gender, I know you're not that guy or you wouldn't be listening to a show about community stuff in Diablo. We'd be doing something else, I assume. But this is just, I don't know. And the Diablo account, to its credit, did push back to some degree and, you know, eventually just stopped responding to these people. But it's just... It's just kind of disturbing to go onto Twitter and see that happen about a video game character. You know, it's a video game. I mean, imagine what these people are like outside of Twitter and outside of video games. And actually, maybe don't. That's probably not good. So moving on, Twitch has a small video. I don't think it's it could be a clip. It's got clips from various people who were playing uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected on Twitch. And just some interesting things that happen. So they've got a picture of the streamer, well, a video of the streamer, and then behind them is the gameplay that they were playing at the time. It's got the name of the, the Twitch name of the streamer at the top. So the cool thing about this is this allows people to take a look at this and maybe find some new streamers that, not that they're new, like just started playing necessarily, but streamers that played the Diablo 2 Resurrected technical alpha that maybe you didn't even know were playing Diablo games. And so you can find some new people to watch on Twitch. It's really good. It's they've used like the zoom in feature for some of this stuff. And, and there's a lot of them together and some of it's really funny and Twitch just put it all together and stuck it on Twitter. So that's kind of neat to look at if you want to. And there's also, let's see, um, looks like Doom Scream has a YouTube video showcasing uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected Druid ability 
uh, showcase. And so that's over on YouTube. Again, everything will be linked to in the show notes. And Dread Scythe just recently started streaming, like right before the technical alpha. And I remember seeing him post questions to people that, were streamers and knew what to do about what software is good, how do I do this, that, and the other. And it seems to me that enough people have helped him that he's got this going and was able to stream the uh, technical alpha. And so in addition to that, he's also put out some videos from his gameplay during that, uh, during that streaming. So he's got, like, I've got right here, I've got the third one. So obviously there's two previous to that. This one was posted today on April 16. And it's about the sorceress as a blind playthrough. Now, what does that mean in this context? It means he didn't play D2 uh, previous to the technical uh, alpha, you know, resurrected. So had no idea what to expect. And that's really kind of neat to have somebody that's, you know, definitely a Diablo fan that missed out on D2 for whatever reason and was able to go into it without anybody spoiling it for him. I think that's fantastic. And Dread Scythe always does some fantastic work. So he's got some videos on YouTube you can check out. This is number three. I don't know how many he made, but he's very good with video as well. So I wanted to highlight that so you can check that out. Big Daddy Dunn has a YouTube video and uh, it's about the D2 Resurrected Alpha review. So it's opinions, I think, based on what he thought about the technical alpha and the image used has uh, off to the side. It says alpha review exclamation point. It's amazing exclamation point. So this will be a good review, I would assume. There's a couple of things from Blizzard that uh, you may or may not be aware of or care about um, in some cases there's a thing like okay all of you that are playing Diablo 3 know that you need to use Battle.net to to do it you need a Battle.net account and so we all have these and that's what we launch before we start playing the game a couple days ago uh, Blizzard posted a news item that says link your Battle.net account with your YouTube today and it's giving instructions as to how to go about doing that and, you know, do this, do this, do this kind of thing. And I'm a bit confused as to why they want this linked to YouTube. Um, now, if you're someone, like, I know you can you stream, you can stream on Twitch. You can also uh, essentially stream on YouTube. I thought maybe this is for people who are doing that, but I'm not really sure. There's not a lot of details in this thing, but it does say, for more information about YouTube drops for each game, including official rules and eligible YouTube channels, check out the following. One is for Overwatch, Overwatch League Perks by T-Mobile, and the other is for Hearthstone 2021 YouTube Drops dash esports. It doesn't say anything about Diablo specifically, so if that's your main game and you don't care about the rest, well, maybe this isn't for you. I'm... The kind of person that doesn't necessarily want to connect all of my digital world to everything else in it, personally, that's just me. I mean, a lot of people would probably find this to be something that makes their lives easier, I guess, because I don't know how your Battle.net is going to help your YouTube account, but someone might know this. But I just feel like if I keep it all separate and not all, you know, intermingled, then if I leave for whatever reason some service or social media or email or whatever at some point in the future, I won't have to go and unhook it from everything later. 
you know, is kind of my thoughts on this because I just kind of feel like, mm, you know, and like if you link YouTube to your Battle.net and, you know, somebody DDoS's Battle.net, does it mean you can't connect to your YouTube while that's going on? Or vice versa, if someone does something to YouTube, you know, if you lose your account on YouTube for some random reason or because you broke the rules or something, how, can you still access Battle.net? I mean, these are questions that are not answered on this little piece of news here, but uh, Blizzard would like you to connect your Battle.net account to your YouTube account, and I guess you get some loot? Maybe? <laughs> I'm not really sure. It does say, you know, eligible, official rules and eligible accounts, you know, so let's let's take a look at the uh, Overwatch one just to see what this has to say. Oh, it is bright pink. It's like blinding. It is the T-Mobile bright pink perks thing and rewards and there's a short span of time where you can redeem these incentives from Overwatch. I guess 12-31-2021. It shows some of these rewards, which I don't care about because I can't play Overwatch. I'm on a Mac. I don't know. I mean, I guess they want brand accounts. I don't know exactly what, you know. A brand account is an account that is specifically for your brand. Okay, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's a little weird in my opinion, but if that's your thing and you want to do that... Uh, there's an option for you to do that. So there you go. Hey, remember the celebration collection? Well, it's still available if you want that. Uh, it's got three um, different things to choose from. This was released during BlizzCon Line. And so you could get the Epic Pack for $59.99, Heroic Pack for $39.99, or Essentials Pack for $19.99. And the website has details on what all's in it. A lot of this, like, there are some Diablo things in there. There's, like, wings and, like, it looks like a transmog. And I think there's a pet. And they're not all in the same bundle, which is kind of icky. Like, I really wish Blizzard would just say, here, if you like Diablo, buy this one. If you like Warcraft, buy that one. If you like Overwatch, buy this one. And just keep going, you know, through that. But they didn't. So, you know, if you're playing some of the other games, it might be more value to you to buy maybe one of the bigger packs or if you really need to get all of the Diablo stuff you'd have to buy like the biggest one which people have pointed out you know $59.99 is kind of the cost of a game on its own and but I mean if you're playing all of Blizzard's games or most of Blizzard's games it might be worth it to you but for me I mostly play Diablo so I don't know I mean I kind of want the pet maybe I'll buy the $20 one at some point but you know anyway there's also, um, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've already got, you know, the Eternal Collection or the Battle Chest or the Standard Edition of Just Diablo 3, but maybe someone in your life that wants to play doesn't have one. Maybe a family member, maybe, you know, a friend, whatever. Uh, they're on sale right now through uh, Battle.net, and the Eternal Collection is $29.99, 25% off. Battle Chest is $21.99, 26% off. And the standard edition, which I, is my understanding, does not come with Reaper of Souls. I may be wrong about that, but I think that's right. It's $14.99, 25% off. So, you know, if they get the Eternal Collection, they get uh, Reaper of Souls, Diablo 3, and it looks like the Necro Pack. So that's probably the way to go if you have someone that wants to play and hasn't gotten started or someone you hope will play the game with you and you'd like to get them started. Uh, it's on sale now. And then there's this other thing. Uh, another thing that was talked about during BlizzCon line was the Blizzard Arcade. And it's got a lot of their old games and, you know, sort of, I guess, redone to fit today's 
I don't know, computers or something like that. So there's uh, three classic games that are being added, I think. One is Lost Vikings, uh, Lost Vikings 2, RPM Racing. There's a whole bunch of others in here. And uh, if you get the Celebration Collection, there's something in that related, apparently. So if you have a PC, then you can play these. Some of them look like they're fun. I've heard Lost Vikings is hysterically funny, and I, I would play it, but I don't have the right system to do it in unless someday Blizzard decides to put this on, like, Xbox or something. But it's there, and I guess they've added a few more things. So if you don't have enough video games to play, <laughs> here's a few more you might want to try if you have the right type of computer for that, I guess. And Okay, so that's where I'm going to end this show because this is about everything I could find from the Diablo community and Diablo itself. And I hope you find at least some of this interesting enough to go check out. Again, all the notes will be um, you know, in the show notes on ShatteredSoulStone.com. So I'm going to close the show. You have been listening to episode 303 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. You can also leave a comment on the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening. And now the heat is on, messing up my volume. <laughs> I should put into like some kind of note somewhere, turn off heat before we start. <laughs> oh.